We have Brother Ed Ballou with us this morning, Evangelist Ed Ballou. He's been in the ministry longer than I've been in this world. And I praise God for his testimony, for his ministry, and who this dear man is. Many of you know him and have known him for a long time. Some of you may have never heard him preach before. This may be your first time. But I think God will bless you today and what this dear brother has to say. It's good to have with us today Evangelist Ed Ballou. May the Lord bless him in his preaching. What wondrous love is this, O my soul, O my soul. What wondrous love is this that called my soul to bliss? When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down, when I was sinking down, Christ laid aside his crown for my soul. For my soul. What a joy to be here today again. I traveled and have traveled for 58 years. And I want to confess openly that I've never asked for a privilege to preach in any church. Never. But I found the one I would. (laughs) I'd literally beg, I think, just to hang around you folks. You've got something this world needs. I'm not talking about the world in general. I'm talking about churches need. I've... uh, I've traveled. I'm going to use a terminology you young folks won't understand, but I'll try to explain it after I say it. I've traveled in churches that were so cold you could hang meat in and it wouldn't spoil. I've traveled in churches that the only thing they use their baptistry for is to put the Christmas decorations in. It's good to be in one that's got God in it. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. I wish you would remember our wife in prayer. Uh, Sometime at the first part of the week, they're going to do a biopsy to find for sure if the cancer has returned. It's been ten years since she had surgery before. And I'd appreciate your prayers in her behalf. She's not traveled with me all these years. The girls had to be in school, and my wife is in bad health other than the cancer. So I would appreciate today, today, you to steal away somewhere and remember Pauline Ballou in your prayers. I want you to open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of First John. 
the book of First John. I must stand, if you would, please, for and read from First John chapter one. <coughs> And begin reading in verse 5. This, then, is the message which we have heard of Him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, listen to me. I'm about to read something that's very important. All of this was important, but this especially. If we say we have no sin... Now, let me pause without trying to be unkind. There are people that would tell you that they have no sin. They have not sinned. But the Scripture said they lie. Amen. They're liars. They are lying. I'm looking at you right there right now, and I all I see is a bunch of sinners. Amen. You are. Boy sinners, girl sinners, old sinners, young sinners, ugly sinners, pretty sinners. You're just a bunch of low down sinners. Get your head up. We ain't going to pray yet. If we say we have no sin, now listen to this. We deceive ourselves, and the truth, and God is truth, is not in us. Oh, I love this. I love this. Don't you love this? Say amen if you love this. If we confess our sins... Now, that's got an S on it there. You noticed that, didn't you? You'd like to take that S off, wouldn't you? And say, I just got one. No, you've got more than one. I can tell by looking at you. You're mean as I am. If we confess our sins... Now, that word He. He is faithful and just. To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Boy, what a verse. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Our Father, help me now for a few minutes to try our best to say those things that you won't said. Bless us according to thy will and our need. For Christ's sake, amen and amen. You may be seated. All have sinned, the Bible said, and come short of the glory of God. 
Another statement is made, there's none good. Brother Charles made it a while ago, none good. You're not even good. It's a wonder we don't begin, and if we didn't have, we'd begin to stink. We're that bad. We are just old wicked sinners. Now you said, oh, I'm saved. Yes, I am too. But I'm a saved sinner. Sometimes we forget. We forget, though we are saved, that dirty, low-down devil still hangs around where I live. I don't know about you, but he causes me a lot of trouble. I look at the Word of God and see Isaiah, a perfect example. What a blessed man. What a great man. What a precious man. But may I inquire of Isaiah and say, how are you doing? He said, woe is me. Then he makes a confession. He said, I'm undone. I'm undone. Then he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. Oh, tonight, today, if we would just be honest enough with ourselves, say, God, I need you. Need Him in the morning when I get up. Need Him all the day long down through life. Oh, don't sit there and pretend we're just old sinners. I need God. Do I hear amen? Said, I'm a man of unclean lips. My dear friend, listen to me. All of these years, Brother Charles said, I've been preaching 58 years. But there's never been a step of the way. Not one step, not one one single step that I can hold up my head and say, I'm a man without sin. I have come so short and sinned so much, it makes my heart ashamed. You say, preacher, what's, what do you what do you really think's our problem in our churches? I read it to you. We're not willing to confess our sins. We're not willing to say, I'm. I'm, I'm. You say, well, now wait a minute, preacher. I don't want to confess my sins. God said, listen to me, if we'll confess them, He'll forgive them. You believe that? He said, if we'll confess them, He'll forgive us. Aren't you glad of that? I'm so glad of that. I'm telling you right now, there's there's never a day passes. Each day I get on my knees and I have to say, Lord, I'm an old sinner. Here I am knocking at your door again. I failed again. I've messed up again. Let me just let me just give a little example here. 
Does the, does the devil ever sneak around where you live and try to put just old garbage in your brain? Huh? Raise your hand. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Does he ever try to put old things and hatred and malice and just old bitterness and all that stuff in your mind? Amen. Amen. You say, well, what will it do if you let it stay in there and you don't get rid of it and you don't get to the place to get rid of it? It'll kill your joy. It'll freeze you. It'll kill you. Amen. You can't go. He said if we walk in the light. He said that you, you can't have fellowship with Him. Amen. Hello? Amen. Now let me, let me just give you a little illustration. Just a little illustration. Some of you are trying to pray over it. Trying to ignore it back here. And just go ahead and say, I'll just keep on praying anyhow. And now I'll never forget. Do you ever do that? Now let me show you what happens to that kind of praying. You are you are lifted, aren't you? Let's say, well, I'm going to leave my sin right here, but I'm going to get over here and, and I'm going to I'm going to pray. I'm just going to have pray and I'll pray for this and I'll pray for that and I'll pray. Now you say, well, what happens? He said, your sins have separated between you and your God. And hid his face from you that he will not hear you. God said, Let's deal with this. Hello? Why'd you get quiet on me? Why'd you get so quiet? You don't want to deal with that. Is that what you want? You want to keep that, hold on to that, and say, I'll just keep on doing that, but I'm going to still pray, and I'm going to still shout, and I'm going to still sing, and I'm going to go to the choir. Hello? Getting awful quiet in here. If we had a body, we could have a nice funeral, couldn't we? So you can still be active. But God said we're, we're not going to be on talking terms. Huh? Till you want to deal with that. There are some of you sitting here right now, right this minute, that you think somebody's told me about what you've done, don't you? <laughs> You're just sure somebody's had to tell you. Tell me. You know it. That's where I got it from. Oh, we could even shout and all that and sing and all of that. But my friend, to have fellowship with God, we've got to deal with some things that may be in our life. Amen. Amen. Well, I wouldn't have come if I knowed he was going to preach. <laughs> Sneaked in on you, didn't I? Now, I'm just telling you how it works with me. If I want to have fellowship with God, there's a certain standard I've got to meet. Am I right? I mean, I've just got to... There's some things I've got... If I want that sweet, blessed, holy fellowship with God and walk with Him and walk in the light, I've got to deal with some things daily. Every day. 
If I say something about somebody that's ugly, dirty, mean, sorry. Now wait a minute. Let me just let me just kind of deal with a situation here right now. We like to judge, don't we? Man, we're good at that. Bless God, he's done wrong. Or she's done wrong. We like to put ourselves up in the place of being judgmental. I think it's good. Let me share this with you. We can want, we, we elevate ourselves. We want to be better than other people. We want to just say, oh, I'm a lot better than they are. And they'll pick out nitpicking things to judge you on. And they'll just beat you over the head because you've done so and so. And, and, and oh, how bad that is. And this is not to justify myself, but just let's let me tell you something. I have a condition that my blood gets real thick. Real thick. And I have to take, and some of you taking it and don't even know it, I have to take rat poison. Well, uh, how many of you take Coumadin? That's rat poison. That's what it is. I have to take rat poison to keep it thin down. Some of you looking at me and said, well, they give it to the right person then. Now, let me show you how to judge men a bit. We want to find anything we can to uh, just to judge somebody else. That'll make them mean or make them ugly. Well, you don't need a lot. I want to confess, my friend, that I go before God every day and tell Him about it. Amen. Amen. But now, let me show you something. Christmas. Christmas. My wife bought me something. To wear, so if I get out to have a wreck, I get out and get a wreck and get cut. Why? If I don't get something done right quick, I'll bleed to death. My blood's that thin. And my wife brought me a bracelet that's got this little insignia on it. Said, "Well, I declare, old brother Blue's gone feminine." <laughs> well, just let me say something very profound to you. If you want to look for my bad things, you can find something better than a bracelet. Amen. Oh, friend, listen to me. Listen to me. We've got no right to look at somebody else and try to get the mote out of their eye when we've got a two by six in our own eye. Amen. Amen. Two by ten. Two by twelve. Two by fourteen. Amen. See, here's the thing about it. Here's when God... You know why? You know why God can't bless you? Because you won't confess your sins. I never will forget. Never will forget this. I was I was pastoring and I was visiting a hospital. Visiting a hospital and I was visiting one of my members and he didn't know that I knew it, but I already knew it. And I went to his room to visit him and he didn't see me when I walked in, but I caught him smoking. And he stuck his cigarette under the cover. 
Now, I was early me to leave. But I just kept sitting there. Man, I, I prayed. Longest prayer I prayed in a long time. But when I quit praying and said amen, smoke was coming out of the bed. He jerked the thing out and said, My God, preacher, you'd let a man burn himself up. See, we can't hide things from God. You may hide things from me. You may hide things from Brother Charles. But the thing to do with God is to confess it. Forsake it. Get out of it. Am I right? Deal with it. God said He'll cleanse us. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Listen to that word. And cleanse us. Right. Amen. From all unrighteousness. <laughs> oh, Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips. I, I'm, I'm just undone. Now God said, I said, you confessed it. You confessed it. Now I'm going to take care of it. Told the big old angel, said, to get some tongs. Go over there to the fire. Get a big old coal of fire. Isaiah's having lip problems. And lay that, uh, that coal of fire. Burn it out. Listen to what he said. Isaiah said this. Hear it by the Lord. Send me. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? God wants clean vessels. Not dirty vessels, clean vessels. You said I can't be perfect. Won't hurt to try. Won't hurt to try. Oh. I, I, I say it's not the only example. Peter said, I'm a sinful man. Deal with it. Deal with it. Whatever it is, I don't know. But God and you know what it is. Deal with it. Peter said, I'm a sinful man. Oh, I guess Paul brings the thing more to light than anybody else that I know of. See, there are some things... I told somebody a while ago, if there's one injustice you do me or Brother Charles or anybody that's trying to live for God... Don't don't put me up on a pedestal. Don't do that. I, I know it makes you uncomfortable when some other folks act like you're a little god. I'm not a god. That, I, I, I don't 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 worship me. Look here. That's just old flash, dirty flash, corrupt flash. And Paul recognized it. And this is what that little... They say he weighed about 110 pounds. They say he's awful ugly. <laughs> well, don't laugh. Some of you would make a freight train take a dirt road. <laughs> but Paul recognized it. Paul said... Oh, God, listen to this statement. In me... That is my flesh. That's this stuff right here. That's this right here. That is my flesh. 
dwelleth no good thing. And then that little Jew said, Oh, wretched man that I am. I see a man His name was Zacchaeus. I like it. And one day he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming through. And here he was, a tax collector, Zacchaeus was. And he said, I want to see that man real bad. How bad do you want to see Jesus? How bad do you want to have some relationship with Him. How bad do you want to walk in the light with Him? I don't mean just have religion. I'm tired of religion. I'm sick of religion. I'm fed up with religion. Amen. Oh, Zacchaeus never said to, to some of his friends, have you heard whether he's a Baptist or not? Is he independent Baptist or Southern Baptist? Now, that's about how picky some of you are. I'm not a Southern Baptist, but I know some good Southern Baptist men. I preach revival for them. They stay scared to death all the time I'm there, though. Zacchaeus said, I want to see him. I want to see And he was a little bitty fellow. little sawed-off runt. And he run down the road. And here he saw these big old six-footers standing out there and he couldn't get through to them. He took off down the road and found a tree. And he climbed up in it. And I can see that little fellow sitting on the limb. And here comes Jesus. Oh, blessed, blessed be His name. And Jesus come where He was at and looked up and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. And I like this statement. And the Bible said, Jesus told him, I'm going to go home with you. Oh, glory. <laughs> Can you imagine Jesus coming over to your house for dinner? What would you have to what would you have to change over your house? Oh, preacher, come on. Amen. Amen. Come on. You'd be a nervous wreck, wouldn't you? Can you imagine Jesus coming to some of you young folks coming over to your house and you playing some of that wild music? Can you imagine Jesus coming to your house and catch you reading a bunch of junk that you read? Can you imagine Jesus coming and finding the Bible unread? Preach it. Come on. Come on. Amen. And the Bible said Zacchaeus come down and from that tree. And he said, he went home with him. Received him joyfully. Let me hurry. I wanted to get to this verse. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to breath-wise. 
In Luke chapter 15, we find the story of the prodigal. Left home. Arrogant. Smart Eddie said, give me. Never said please or nothing. Give me my goods. Left home. Went down to a far country. Spent his living. Wasted. Thrown away. With, with all a dirty, low-down crowd. And now then we find him starving and hungry. Here's a Jew boy in a pig pen ready to feed on the pig slop. But boy, listen to a statement. I like it. And I'm hoping some of you think about this today. He said, I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going to say, well, what are you going to say, son, when you get there? He said, I'm going to say, Father, I've said, I ain't worthy to be called your son. But make me as a hard servant. I like that father, don't you? He said, said, go kill the fatted calf. Get a robe and put on him. Put a ring on his finger. Said, my son's home. Amen. Then all of a sudden, his elder brother that I used to pastor. Oh, I pastored this boy. I know him so well, it ain't even funny. <laughs> I mean, I did. I see him coming out of the field sweaty and tired. Oh, you, you, you know him when I tell him that. What's all this music going on up here? Oh, somebody said your brother's home. But roll down, sorry, no good brother. That wasted his living down there, that bunch of harlots and everything. You mean he's home? Yeah, he's home. And his daddy doesn't kill the fatty cat. He said, you're kidding me. Then he starts telling how good he was. Do you know him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, friend. The greatest thrill of my life is to walk with the Lord. To have the blessed, sweet fellowship that we can only have with God. And you know, you say, well, Brother Blue, I want that fellowship. Let me ask you something. Is there something in your life right now that's blocking, that's hindering, that's keeping you from having that fellowship you ought to have? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? I mean, listen to me right now. Please listen to me. Oh, man, listen to me. It's not worth it. Get rid of it. And the only way you can get rid of it, if we will confess our sins, He's faithfully just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm saying today, I'd like to see somebody get saved. I'd like to see some old sinner say, Lord, I'm lost. I'm, I'm going to hell. I don't want to. I, I don't want to die like this. I don't want to die in my sins. I want to go to heaven and I want to get on my knees and ask you to come into my heart and my life and cleanse me from all my sins. Then I'd like to see somebody that's wandered and drifted. Oh, you're cold and indifferent. You're outside the will of God. You're not living for... I'd like to see you come home. I'd like to see you fill this hall and say, 
I'm coming. I've wandered far away from God, but now I'm coming home. I've, I've, I've wasted my life. I've wasted my time, but now I'm coming home. Oh, I'd like to see that. Come on to the piano, please. I'm give out. I'm give out. I'd like to see somebody right now, right today, that's lost. I'd like to see you here on your knees before God. I'd like to see somebody that's wandered so far away from God. I'd like to see you come home today. I'd like to see you say, well, preacher, I'm that one that's wandered so far, but now I'm coming home. I want to get right with God. I want that fellowship restored. I want to walk with God in the light as He is in the light. How fellowship one with another. I want that in my life. I want every head bowed. Every head closed. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. Nobody looking around.